Amen. Amen. You know, health is, seems to have become the most valuable asset in, in our time. Uh, it is this precious commodity that we're constantly talking about every day throughout the day. The, the, the phrase that we hear most frequently is stay healthy, stay safe, stay healthy, and, and how important that is. You know, our healthcare workers are our heroes. I have a daughter, uh, her name's Rachel, who works as a nurse in a hospital in Lubbock. I have a son who works as a pharmacy, in a pharmacy technician at a pharmacy in Austin. And every day they are at risk. They're, they're, they're risking their own health for the well-being of others. Here at Calvary, we have many, many precious healthcare workers, people who are on the front lines, who, who are doing great work, and we are so thankful for them. And they all seem to have one message for us, and the message is stay home. We stay here for you. They say, please stay home for us. The best way that we can support our healthcare workers is to stay home. In other words, if we stay safe, if we stay healthy, then they can be healthy. The, the, the more that we do for, for our own health and to help the health of people around us, the more that we contribute to the health of our healthcare workers, the hospitals, and everyone in our community. It's simple and yet it's powerful. When it comes to church and, and spiritual matters, we, we, we might wonder how is it that we can stay spiritually healthy during this time, that we can't gather in our church buildings, that we can't physically attend our Bible study classes. How can we thrive during this difficult time? And I believe the answer is very similar to, to the answer we would give during the pandemic. And, and it is that you can help everyone by making sure that you stay healthy. You can help the whole church by making sure that you focus on your personal spiritual health. And that's the question I'm going to ask you today. Are you healthy? Are you spiritually healthy? I want to direct your attention to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, uh, verse 16. First letter to Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. And he says like this. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. When you pay attention to your own spiritual health, the Bible says, you help yourself and you help others. Let me put it this way. Healthy disciples thrive and help others thrive. And so we come back to that question, are, are we healthy spiritually? The Apostle Paul was, was imprisoned. He, he had carried a, a, a tremendous ministry traveling around the world, planting churches, sharing the gospel with the Gentiles. And, and now because of the gospel, he found himself in freedom in, in prison. Not only had he lost his freedom, uh, but he also had uncertainty about the future. I wonder if you know what that's like, to, to not have the freedom to go out and to not have the certainty of what will happen next. 
And, and Paul, as he had been in prison, in prison, he had been waiting for trial. And there were multiple things that he was uncertain about. He, he didn't know when he would be tried. He didn't know what the outcome would be. Would he be declared guilty? Would he be vindicated? He didn't know if he was going to be uh, sentenced to death or if he was going to get to live. But in the midst of all that uncertainty, there were some things that Paul was confident about. There were some things that Paul was sure about. And one of them was that his life was coming to an end. If you go over to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse, uh, verses 6 and 7, you'll see that he expresses that in a very powerful way, 2 Timothy 4, 6 and 7. He says, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. As his life was coming to an end, he was confident that he had finished well. He had kept the faith and he was also confident about something that would outlast him, something that he had passed on to others and that would live beyond his own lifetime. And we're talking about the gospel. So he writes a letter to Timothy, his spiritual son. Paul had been mentoring Timothy as a, as a young minister, as a young disciple. And, and now he has some very important, some very crucial advice for him. And, and that's our text today as we've been getting close to it from both sides of the context. And, and I'd like to direct your attention to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. 2 Timothy 1, 13 and 14 says, What you heard from me keep as a pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us, in this critical time in the life and ministry of Paul, he tells Timothy to guard what he has passed on to him. Uh, Timothy's success depended on his ability to, to keep this tradition of the gospel, this teaching that, that Paul had given to him, that had been passed on from spiritual generation to spiritual generation. One of the families in our church that are in the front lines during this time is the, the Corona family. Uh, Jay and Kira Corona and their precious kids are, are people who love our church. And you've seen Kira direct our children's choir. And both of them work with young adults. And, and they serve with worship. And, and we, we're so thankful for them. Well, Jay is a nurse. And, and he works at a hospital. And he's very much there in the front lines. And, and, and that means that sometimes he might be exposed to COVID-19. And so during this time, he had a birthday. And uh, in order to keep his family safe, uh, he is avoiding contact with his children who, who, who really love him. And so during his birthday, he stood in his front yard and his children put happy birthday signs on the window and just said happy birthday to him. Uh, because 
uh, of their safety. There's a, it's a great sacrifice that healthcare workers are making. Even, even their children are feeling. I, I appreciate the blog post that Kira wrote this week directing uh, herself to parents of, of children who are in the front lines. Well, while Paul's future and life are at risk, he offers Timothy encouragement and guidance to to thrive in his life in ministry. In other words, Paul's sacrifices, his being in prison and the things that he was suffering might be worthwhile if Timothy accepts the challenge, if Timothy takes this to heart. And, and that's the first thing that we notice in this passage. Uh, Paul says, keep what you heard from me. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Accept the challenge is what Paul is saying to him. Timothy, I've passed on the ball to you. You're running with it now. All the preaching, all the teaching, all the time we spent together, all the prayers, all the coaching, all the mentoring, all the discipling is now time to see the return on that investment. Timothy had received more than just a ticket to heaven. Timothy had received more than just a job in the ministry. He had received a rich treasure of discipleship, a rich tradition of teaching and living. And the success of his ministry started with a personal commitment, a personal commitment to, to being a disciple, a healthy one. See, the gospel is more than just getting your name in a church role. The gospel is more than, than going to church on a Sunday morning. The gospel is more than praying a prayer so that you can have your sins forgiven and, and make sure that when you die, you will go to heaven. The gospel is about lifelong discipleship. It's about a commitment to a way of living that we have received. Much has been said during this time about personal responsibility and, and, and it's COVID-19 times. We, uh, we, we realize that what we do as individuals affects our entire community and that we must own that. We, we are being asked to wear masks when we go in, in public to get food and things like that. When we go uh, to work and I wore a mask when I arrived here this morning and, and I understand that Wearing a mask is not for my own good, it's, it's, it's for the good of others. And, and it's my responsibility to, to make sure that, that I do what I need to do so that others will be protected. And I'm depending on others taking responsibility and putting on their mask to make sure that I don't get exposed to the virus. See, we must accept the responsibility and rely on others to do the same. Timothy accepted this responsibility. The success in his ministry began with his personal commitment to be a healthy disciple. The success in his ministry began with a personal commitment to accept this challenge. And the question you and I need to ask ourselves during this time is, will we accept the challenge? Will we accept this challenge to be healthy disciples? Secondly, as we continue to look at the scriptures, we we see that Timothy is invited to practice the essentials. He had, given, he had been given a pattern of sound teaching. He received his gospel legacy from Paul. And now his job was to guard it and to practice it. 
The danger was that Timothy would get distracted, that he would be sidetracked, that, uh, that there would be so many other things that would come during his ministry that he would lose focus. And, and so uh, Paul says, look, you need to really pay attention to the essentials. There are going to be gossipers. There are going to be people who are going to complain. There are going to be troublemakers. There are going to be false teachers. They're going to be people who are going to be idle. He warns them about all of these, but he says, you need to know what the essentials of the gospel are, and you need to focus on that. So it was essential that Timothy knew what was essential. Timothy needed to protect that and to practice that. See, the core of the gospel is this, that, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and that he was buried and that on the third day he rose again. But that's not just a story that happened 2,000 years ago. It is a story that transforms us. The gospel is about entering into this risen life, into this life of grace and forgiveness and of power that we have when we trust Jesus Christ. It is a life of faith and love. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. And Paul reminds Timothy of that. You know, this coronavirus has, has caused us to think a lot about what is essential. We talk about essential stores and uh, essential workers. You know, what, what is an essential worker? What, what are the things that are essential? It's caused us to think about that. We, 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 we think during this time about how important family is, how we have come to treasure family, haven't we? And we appreciate food. A, a good homemade meal uh, is such a good thing to enjoy. And we appreciate fresh air, the ability to go in our backyard or, or to be able to walk around our neighborhood. And, and, and we realize our health and all these things are essentials. So if we have our meds and our food and maybe Wi-Fi and our family around us, then, then we're good. Those, those are the essentials during this time. And, and so what are the essentials of the gospel? When times like these keep us from, from meeting together in a church building, when, when we can't do all of the church activities that we love to do, what do we have left? Well, we have the Lord Jesus Christ. He's our Savior. He's our Lord. He, he, he walks with us. He lives in us. We have the Bible. We have the gospel that is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. And then Paul reminds Timothy here that we have the Holy Spirit. Now, that is true today. It was true 2,000 years ago, and it will always be true. Nothing nor no one can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can separate us from the power of the gospel. Nothing can separate us from the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. That is ours regardless. Now, Calvary McAllen has changed much in 63 years. It is not the same church. And then this COVID-19 epidemic has, has even caused us to change even more. And we don't know when we'll be back. In fact, we don't even know how we'll look when we come back. What will change? What will be different? Those are things that we don't know. But I tell you, there are some things that haven't changed here at Calvary and that won't change. You know, one of the things that, that hasn't changed here is that Jesus is Lord. 
Jesus continues to be Lord of this church. We proclaim the gospel so that those who don't know Jesus can come to know him. We proclaim the salvation that can be found only in Jesus because there is no other name under heaven by which any person can be saved. During its history, Calvary has had multiple pastors and leaders and staff members. We've had programs of all kinds, and our church has changed throughout the years. But I tell you what hasn't changed. What hasn't changed is the church's commitment to share the gospel. What hasn't changed is the church's commitment whether we do it from the pulpit or through Sunday school or through VBS or through church camps or through faith or through home groups, we want people who are far away from God to know that God loves them and that Jesus died for them and they can have a relationship with him. The church has been committed <clears throat> for a long time. This church has been committed for a long time to the faith formation of children, excuse me, <clears throat> of children and, and students and adults. We've called it Sunday school. We've called it ABS. We've called it home groups. We've called it a lot of things. But, but what we've been about all this time is about making healthy disciples. You know, the way that we participate in missions has varied. We've supported missionaries from the beginning. There are missionaries that have come forth from our church we have supported through our convention. We have directly supported missionaries. We've engaged in missions directly and gone to, to multiple countries. But what hasn't changed is our commitment to missions, to making sure that the gospel is known. And those are the essentials. Christ is Lord. The gospel saves. We are committed to the authority of the scriptures to disciple making, and we have a passion for missions. Those are the essentials. Those are the things that we continue to practice, regardless of what happens, regardless of what changes, regardless of the methods and the programs and, and the measures and the prohibitions. Those things are essential for us, and we will keep practicing them. And then third and final, <clears throat> Paul asked Timothy to monitor his progress. Timothy was to give himself to, to the disciple life. And his life was to be an open book for everyone to see, for everyone to see his spiritual growth. He was to monitor his progress in both life and doctrine. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 15 and 16. It says like this, 1 Timothy 4, 15 and 16. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. The health of Timothy's ministry would depend on his own spiritual health. He could not expect spiritual growth in others if he wasn't growing spiritually. He couldn't expect his teaching to have any effect if it wasn't affecting his life. 
So when we talk about staying home and, and wearing masks during this time, we, we say that it's a matter of life and death. Uh, our practices of, of social distancing and washing our hands and staying at home are, are important because they matter. It could mean somebody living or dying. And that's the same thing that Paul says to Timothy in a spiritual sense. He says, your spiritual health as a disciple makes an eternal difference. The power of the gospel and, and the success of your ministry has to do with, with you taking this seriously. It matters in the lives of people. It matters in the eternity of people. Paul persevered in the faith through thick and thin. He lived out the Christ life as a disciple. He, he traveled, he taught, he wrote letters to the churches, he suffered persecution and now imprisonment. And he says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, here, here's the thing. Paul could persevere in all situations because he had already died to himself. And he'd been crucified with Christ and now he was living for Christ. And Timothy, his disciple, was to do no less. He needed to persevere as a fully committed disciple of Jesus. The success of his ministry which was to be an overflow of his own walk with the Lord, of his own life as a disciple. There are three directives that Paul gives Timothy in regard to being a healthy disciple. He says, be diligent in these matters. In other words, give yourself wholly to them. He says, watch your life and doctrine closely. And then thirdly, he says, persevere in them. Timothy was to be fully dedicated to the task of growing as a disciple. And then he was to monitor his progress in both knowledge and practice. He was to stay the course. Our pastoral staff had a retreat this past January when we were praying and thinking about what would be next in, in this new season of Calvary. We had no idea of COVID-19 coming, but as we talked, we, we, we identified three biblical characteristics of a, of a healthy disciple. We said a healthy disciple is one who is humble, <clears throat> who is hungry, and who is holistic. And, and we'll get another opportunity to unpack these a little bit more, but let me just mention briefly a little bit about them. Humble. You know, Timothy needed humility as a minister of the gospel. He needed to know that he had not arrived yet, that, that he was still growing and learning. He needed to be in disciple mode. In other words, in a learning mode. And then he needed to depend on the Holy Spirit constantly. That takes humility. If we claim to be followers of Christ, that means that we ought to be Christ-like. And one of the biggest characteristics of Jesus was his humility. So as, as we grow in health as a disciple, humility ought to be a characteristic. Secondly, hungry. Now, I'm not talking about being hungry for, for food. Maybe, maybe you are hungry right now, but we're talking about a hunger for God, a hunger for his word, a hunger for his will, a hunger for his kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, a hunger to see Christ 
in the lives of people, to see the lost coming to know him. A healthy disciple is one who is hungry for that. And then holistic. Timothy needed to monitor not just his doctrine, but his life as well. Timothy couldn't just focus on sermons and Bible studies. He couldn't just focus on, on going to church on Sundays. He had to pay attention to how he lived Monday and Tuesday and the rest of the week. Timothy's character, his relationship with his wife, the way he would be a dad, the way that he would interact in business dealings, his relationships with others, his engagement in society, all of it, the whole of it was impacted by the gospel in his life. The life of the disciple goes beyond the pew and the classroom. The gospel permeates the whole of life. The gospel transforms our character from the inside out. It transforms our relationships. It ought to transform our community and the entire world. We preach sound doctrine and we apply it to the whole of life. That's what it means to be holistic. That we're not just interested in the religious aspect, but we're interested in the emotional and the physical and the intellectual and the social because all of it is part of what it means to follow Christ. You know, uh, when you go on a road trip and, and how we miss road trips, don't we? Uh, I know that you pay attention to the dashboard of your vehicle. You pay attention to the gauges that, that tell you how, how fast you're going so that you can go as fast as possible without getting a ticket. And, and you pay attention to the gauge that tells you if you have enough fuel. You want to make sure you have enough fuel to get to your destination. And, and you want to make sure that you don't get a check engine light. So you're monitoring your dashboard. Well, here's a good dashboard for the spiritual health of your life, of the disciple. There's a humility gauge. How am I doing in the area of humility? One of the things I think that, that this COVID-19 has taught me is humility, is to, is to know how, how much I cannot do and how much I have to depend on God. And, and so we must ask ourselves about humility. And there's the hungry gauge. How hungry am I for God? How hungry am I for his will? How hungry am I to see that that, that his name is lifted and that people come to know him. And then there's a holistic gauge. How is the gospel transforming my life? How is the gospel making a difference in, in my relationship with my wife and, and my children and my studies and my friends and my dealings? So get your dashboard set this week and, and monitor your progress. You know, uh, Steve Alanis is uh, one, one of ours here at Calvary. He's the president and CEO of uh, Chamber of Commerce here in McAllen. And he has a column on, on the Monitor newspaper on Sundays called Macaliando. And, uh, and last Sunday, his column uh, was, We Will Gather Again. And he talked about how, how this that we're going through is different and is challenging and is changing us and how valuable it is that, that we gather again. And that this is not the end of the story, that, that we will gather again and we can look forward to that time. You know, the pandemic has brought about much change and, and adjustments in our lives. Our church may be different after all of this is over. But I want you to know two things. One, 
is that Calvary is committed to the essentials. The legacy that we've received of the gospel and the scriptures and the lordship of Christ and missions, that, that remains, we remain committed to that from the beginning and we'll remain committed to it moving forward. And then secondly, that during this time, these changes around us open up an opportunity for us to relaunch our legacy toward multiplication in 2020. This is an opportunity for us during this time to live out our purpose, to make disciple makers for the glory of God among the nations. And we will strive during this time for every believer to be a disciple maker, for every disciple to be in a missional fellowship, and for every missional fellowship to make disciple makers. And today we start by making a personal commitment to be healthy disciples. Because healthy disciples thrive and they help others thrive. Are you healthy? Will you commit to being a healthy disciple, whether, whether you're a young child or, or a student or a young adult or a senior adult? We can all make this commitment to be healthy disciples for the glory of God among the nations. Would you like to see Calvary thrive in 2020? Would you like to see our church come through this stronger than it has ever been before? Where do you start? Well, you start by committing to be a healthy disciple of Jesus. You know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I took a video of my mango tree in my backyard, and, and, uh, and, and it has these little uh, small mangoes there. And, and as I thought about that, uh, this these small fruit on the tree, I, I thought, you know, I just have to wait. These mangoes are not ready, but uh, when, when, when the season is over, they'll be ready. And, and, and the success of this tree, the harvest time will depend on the individual strength of each mango to grow healthy and strong and juicy. And if each mango does that, then we're going to have a great time when we harvest. And you know, the opportunity that you and I have is to be that individual fruit that stays connected to the vine, that stays strong and healthy. And when we come out of this, we'll be greater and stronger because of God's grace. Will you make that commitment to be a healthy disciple? If you've never made a commitment to trust Jesus as your Savior and Lord, then perhaps today you can make that commitment. It, it is a faith relationship. You enter into this relationship by faith. So you can pray with me right now, right now where you are. You can say, dear God, I know that you love me. And I know that you don't want me to walk alone and to live my life without you and to, to be in eternity without you. So today, I receive your gift. I trust you. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And I receive that forgiveness. I believe that he rose from the dead on the third day. And that he will give me power to live a new life. God, I receive your gift. And I commit to being a disciple. I enter a new life today by faith. And I receive your Holy Spirit that will help me 
to live this life of a healthy disciple. Make me healthy today and help me to walk with you. I hope that if you pray that prayer that, that you will share it with us at, at the bottom of, of your screen on the calvarymccallan.org live page. There is a button that says, I've made a decision. And you can click on that button and share your commitment with us, whether you're deciding to follow Jesus for the first time or you want to follow him in believer's baptism or uh, if you want to join our church or, or you want to find a group, whatever your commitment or question or need is, fill out that card and we'll get back with you. Thank you so much for being a part of, of what we're doing on Sundays and I hope you're encouraged by God's word and I hope that you'll take those discussion questions we prepared for you to sit around the table or the living room and talk about God's word so that you can apply it to your lives as a family. Let me pray for us as we close. Father, thank you for the time that you allow us to spend together through live stream. I pray that we would be able to apply your word to our lives, that we would make a commitment to be healthy disciples, and that your power would be at work in us, that we would thrive as disciples, as families, and as a church, regardless of the circumstances. Thank you for all you do for us. Bless our healthcare workers, Bless our officials who make decisions in our country, in our state, in our region. And bless our church leaders as we make decisions for the days ahead. We pray all these things with thanksgiving in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you so much for watching and stay healthy.